So, I mean, if you have to lip sync for that cash chip girl and you go hard and you get it, who the fuck are you blocking? So for me, it feels like a game of chess and you kind of got the first move. So this decision sets the pace for how the rest of the competition, competition is going to roll out. My strategy for All Stars 5 was, you know, I'm always going to vote on who I feel was the weakest that week. The issue with this version is... Like, why would we block, block one a weak of the weak one. ones? That's what I'm saying. You know? it's, yes, uh, exactly. You have to play the game strategically. You want to get it to the top four, you got to block your competition. So that way you can get the stars. How else are you supposed to play this game? You're going to block the weakest competitor? That don't make no sense. They ain't going to win no stars anyway. Okay, so do you think blocking is kind of a compliment? Right? <laughs> kind of, yeah. At least on a regular All-Stars, like, when you throw a bitch under the bus, there's a chance that she's gonna go. <laughs> right? Right. Okay. Versus coming back into the workroom the next day, and she's like, so, bitch, you blocked me. <laughs> okay. And, bitch, and if, if, if you falter, then that bitch is gonna stand your ass fucking block, 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 block. <laughs> yeah. It's shady boots. Shady little boots. Tiny little shady boots in the shade. So do you think with all these chess references, it's only a matter of time till we get a Queen's Gambit joke? Oh, Mary, I hope so. Right? This is the real Queen's Gambit, you know? And then like a- <laughs> Night to Kings, <laughs> nice to Kings Rit 4, or whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> you fucking rook. <laughs> <laughs> Queenside castle over here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got this big bishop over here trying to knock me out of the race. <laughs> all these fucking pawns in my way. <laughs> yes. Oh. Well, you know, I, I think it's an interesting kind of uh, idea to keep in mind because I feel like they're, I wonder, this is a little act one gun, I feel like some queens are being set up as, as kings and queens and rooks and whatnot, and some are being set up as pawns. Uh, act one gun? Oh, you mean the fact that Trinity got blocked? I think that, and maybe this is more a takeaway after two episodes, which of course we had this week, but I felt like even in these first two episodes, I could kind of see queens who were mm. already feeling like front runners and queens uh -huh. who were already feeling like they would not be lip syncing in a Lollapalooza at the end of the season. Yeah, it's like, we are so happy you're here, Evie. We're not going to block you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm already feeling that. And it's like, oh, wow. For a season where the critiques are so much like keeping the kid gloves on and just giving praise, it's like, but I can still see who's getting a little more praise or who's kind of the front runner, so to speak, in a, in a season of winners. You know what I really appreciate about the chess reference, but also the format. Mary, I've been screaming this for years for this type of format. And I think that this allows for Monet's type of Survivor game, even though Survivor is an elimination game. I There's just not a lot of stakes for them to play strategically. And by stakes, I mean they're not going to send home a fan favorite and then get backlash. And I think that mm -hmm. changes how they're, they're going to act. I mean, all praise, I know that we're jumping the gun here, but all praise goes to Jinx for the second block to go to a fucking front runner. Like in a normal format, that would not fly to send home the front runner. I mean, the, the whole idea of having nobody go home this season, it, changes the energy so much yes and 
uh, and and I and yet in a season where nobody goes home, they found a way to still keep a suspense every week, and it's a whole new game. I mean, I think they really in the clip of the week they really kind of sum this up as like normally you're kind of you know if you want to play fair, you look at statistics and who's mm-hmm. you know doing the best, but like you are forced to play strategically. You're forced to play the game that they can't get the Queens on the other six or five all-stars to play with the lipsticks, lipsticks, the lipstick lipsticks. You know what I mean? Like you can't play nice with the blocks, you know? No, you can't. Uh, it, I, yeah, it's like the opposite of a, uh, immunity, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is really cool. It's like a block of vote, uh, on survivor. Um, like a steal a vote rather. Um, yeah, I, I think the format change has freshened up, brightened up the energy of the season so much. It, it permeates through the entire edit. The, the queens are having fun. The fans, the viewers are having fun. The judges are having fun. The challenges seem like, because nobody, everybody gets to do it, you're not like worried, you know, you're going to be here the whole time. I There's a, a new camaraderie that I think is going to happen in the workroom because they're all going to be there. I can't imagine that in their contracts or their writers, it wasn't promised that the edit was going to be kind. I I mean, even after that snatch game, I mean, there were two or three performances where I was like, well, they, pro- they could have showed us bombing. They could have showed us those queens just not doing well or RuPaul not reacting very kindly. And they, they didn't. I feel like from RuPaul's sentence, so much comes from it. She said, y'all are winners and nothing can take that away from you, right? Like you all won. And I feel like part of the strength of the season is going to be that they're all having a good time. There's nothing really to lose only to gain. And I'll just kind of, drop the easter egg here is i some of what you're talking about here is also maybe my only critique of this season so far you just want to leave that there and then come back yes because i think it'll make more sense once we talk through everything but it's like the the flip side of everything you're talking about which i agree with is also like the one thing by the end of the second episode that i thought like hmm okay well maybe that that's an interesting thing that's not that's that's coming up but uh, just a little, a reason to keep listening, Marys. Um, oh, so, uh, you know, I, yeah, I mean, you know, you got to keep them. I don't know if they care what the last chance lip sync is every week. So I got to keep them listening to the end, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to keep them separated. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mary, what do you say we take a little break and then when we come back, we can jump in to this episode. I'm ready for a break. Yeah. Hey Mary, there's a really exciting event coming up in Chicago and Angeria wants to tell you all about it. Hey y'all, it's Angeria from season 14 of RuPaul's Drag Race Planet and I want to tell you about Sweet Home Chicago, an event where LGBTQ musicians are going to come straight to Chicago. It is hosted by myself and my good girlfriend Denali Honey. It's on Sunday, May 29th at the Auditorium Theater. You also get an exclusive performance and meet and greet with yours truly. That is absolutely right. So I better see you in Chicago. Sweet home Chicago, chick. Okay, come see my show, chick. You ain't got nothing else better to do, chick. 
So Mary, mark your calendar for this Sunday, May 29th at 7 p.m. for Sweet Home Chicago in the Auditorium Theater. It's a concert culminating the 40th Pride Bands Alliance Conference. Tickets are available at SweetHomeChicago2022.org. This exciting musical event features world premiere compositions alongside popular classics performed by 38 LGBTQ bands from the U.S. and abroad. It is again hosted by Denali Fox and Angeria Paris Van Michaels from RuPaul's Drag Race. And Mary, it is going to be an awesome event. Please visit SweetHomeChicago2022.org to get your tickets today. All right, Mary. So, Mary, before we dive in to uh, the first of two episodes that we're going to be covering this week of All-Star 7, the all-winner season, Nuance, the All Right, Mary after show, is coming back this season. Uh, As per usual, it will be living on Patreon. We will be covering this season moments of appreciation for a queen each week, unpopular opinions that we're having about the season or about certain queens, or maybe just in general that we don't want to put out for everybody, uh, any sort of hot topics or things that are coming up in, in you know, queer news, queer culture, entertainment, whatever. Um, and so it's going to be a, a chock-a-block after show. And if you're curious, we Did are- Did you say chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> where's that soundboard? Where's that, where's that music? Uh, there it is. Um, and if you're curious, uh, and you're not a Patreon yet, or a Matreon as the case may be, we are putting out this season's first nuance for free for everybody this week on the main feed. But after that, if you want to continue to get nuance, the All Right Mary After Show, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash allrightmary. Marys, if you have not become a Matreon before... Consider it buying us two cups of coffee for the month. You know what I mean? And it really helps us keep going. It helps us put out the free content that we do. And we would really appreciate the support. It's going to be a fun time on Nuance. I'm excited to bring back trivia. That is going to be, I think, one of my favorite things to prepare for each week. Oh, I am I am ready. My brain is doing calisthenics. I am searching my Rolodex. Uh, and not only that, if you if you want nuance and you want even more All Right Mary, you could also join us at our only Mary's level, which is one level up from our uh, sister Mary's level where nuance is put out and where Drag Race España season two is currently being put out. But at our only Mary's level, that's where we we really marry out. We recently did an episode about our uh, our individual gaycations and our whole feelings on the whole concept of gaycations. But uh, this week we're going to be covering the movie Sliding Doors, and so like it is just like from one end to the other, you get the dirty details of our gaycations and you get our feelings on Gwyneth Paltrow, and that's at the only Mary's level. I love it. I love it. Well, Mary, let's jump in to legends not to be confused with the 1985 movie with tim curry (laughs) no i I, if anyone is confused right now and thinks they're about to get a recap of a movie with tim curry i hate to disappoint you but this is all star seven all winners (laughs) trinity's snatch game character was kind of like the devil in that movie (laughs) see i have never seen that movie i do not know (gasps) what you're talking about but i am tossing the beach ball all the same Enter! Uh, no, you should see Legends. Uh, you should see it, Mary, when you are very fucked up. <laughs> oh, I mean, girl, like, give me a time. Give me a date. You know, give me a, a time zone. Tim Curry is amazing in it. I will tell you that much. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah. Um, you know, before we get into All Star Seven, I was obviously watching this on Paramount Plus, and the way that they have all of the episodes, they, it kind of like one season flows into the next one. And so, as I was about to hit play on episode one of season seven, I saw All Star Six, and the title of the episode was "This Is Our Country," and it reminded me of that song. <gasps> and I just think, boy, have we come out of a dark period? Remember when wow. that was the end of All Star Six? Was "This Is Our Country"? Oh my God, unreal! And yeah, and then here we are now with legends. Legends. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I just—it was like a song that I forgot I couldn't stand. So, um, legends. Nothing rhymes with legends. It's just such a weird. <laughs> I'm edging with the legends. That's all okay. I can think. That's all I, I got. I sit corrected. Yeah. I have one verse. Where does that get me? Um, yeah, I guess you could do like a half rhyme. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. I'm not a poet or anything. Legends, like ledge ins, bedge ins. I don't know. I can't. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Wedge ins. Put the wedge ins, Mary. Yeah, put your wedge ins and let in some legends. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, God. I don't either. So, Mary, we have an all stars, all winter season. I, on the outset, I just want to say, I fucking loved all of them coming in it felt like returning to camp there was no kind of like murmur energy and it, it it just made me really excited for the season all of them i would i just I, like there was one in particular it was like oh my god i'm so happy to see you i forgot how happy i am to see you and which one know, raja I, like, oh, I know. R Raj is great, and we we covered season three on Patreon. So for anyone who wants to hear our full thoughts of Raja at the time, because we probably had some critiques, but like seeing her walk in and that first talking head, I was like, "Oh, I'm so glad you're here." Mm. And I just I expected to be happy to see her, but I didn't expect to feel such like good feelings. So that seems like a backhanded compliment, but it is what it is. The Botoxed beauty of All Stars 7. She is so important, I think, for this cast. She is going to be the adult in the room. Yeah, and let me tell you, I am going to waste no time this season making Real Housewives references and just, you know, it's fine. And I will... She Luann? Is that yes! She is? Yes! Okay. Did you see the right. Luann Delesseps of Raja? I can't believe So that's just... the Countess, right? Yes. That's the Countess? Okay, good. I can't believe okay. you just No, so then that. I meant it. Then I meant it. Oh, because you were just throwing I, out a name? I, yeah. No, 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 no. I that's I only saw that one episode with her, and right? I only liked her. So it makes sense that she was giving me Raja, or Raja was giving me Countess. And yes. like later seasons of Luann, once she's had more plastic surgery, there are oh. like I'll send you. There are some Talking Heads where it looks exactly like Raja, and I'm getting Luann energy. So Countess Raja, yeah. Mm. I, I. I know that at the top of the episode that you were mentioning, like, you know, there's a clear delineation between the, you know, the rooks and the bishops mm -hmm. with the kings and queens. But when Jada walked in, I am so happy that she gets to have this because she didn't get a chance to really tour after her season. She is such a joy, Mary. And she is, we're going to queen out on her in nuance, but she was so good on her season. You know, Jada is, and like the kind of, 
you know, the alternate way of talking about these, you know, who are the who are the rooks, who are the pawns in the game, is some of the queens also feel like underdogs. You know, like Jinx mm-hmm. comes in a powerhouse, Shay comes in a powerhouse, Raja, etc. But then someone like Jada and a couple of the others, I feel like they come in with an underdog energy. And obviously we see this kind of play out later in the workroom when she cries, that there's a sense mm. of like, I didn't I don't necessarily feel like I belong here, you know? And it it did it, it does make me enjoy Jada's journey in this competition because I'm like, oh my god, Jada the underdog, you know? Yeah, Jada the underdog. You know, it's interesting to think about the assassination of season 12 because one of the elements was that the season was originally edited to give Sherry Pie the winner's edit. Oh, right. That was like the the idea was like, oh, she was supposed to be kind of the one to win. Front runner. Yeah. 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 And then you get, you know, then obviously things happened uh, and they they had to re-edit the season. And then they had to do stuff with Jada. You know what I mean? Uh And I feel like there maybe wasn't enough or they they didn't focus on it while it was happening. I don't know. But it was a recut. And I, I just don't think people were as appreciative during the season as they should have been because <laughs> she was killing it. I she mean, was killing it. She made a fucking video in Paris. Girl. I mean, <laughs> and like just as, a, as you mentioned, we will be queening out. So something we're going to be doing every week on Nuance is each of these queens, we're going to be giving a moment of appreciation, which is much like trivia, a real throwback to the early days of All Right, Mary. And... Anyone who followed along with our best act, best actress in a rusical bracket, mm. should uh, there should be no surprise that this week we will be doing a beat by beat breakdown of Jada in the Madonna rusical. So oh. Oh. Uh, she'll be getting her roses <laughs> this week. No, uh, because she didn't get them on Instagram. I know that much. <laughs> What does that mean? Uh, well, we haven't really talked about this because we had pre-recorded those episodes. But for any of our Instagram Marys who played along with our Instagram story oh. Rusical bracket, uh, it's worth mentioning that you know when we did the Rusical episode, your winner was Jada. She was my second place, but my winner was of course Roxy Andrews in as uh, Ava Perone. And then the Marys, uh, they chose violence and they picked Alyssa Edwards in all stars Two, who we knocked out in the very first round. And that's nothing against Alyssa Edwards, Mary, no, it's but it's just like, so funny that like, it's so funny how like yeah. we were like, Oh yeah, Alyssa, she's fine. And that was just like, no, nope, none of our juggernauts could take out Alyssa Edwards. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, are there any other moments from these entrances that you want to mention, Mary? You know, I mean, I think it's worth mentioning with Evie the power of eyebrows and how that kind of transforms her in the talking heads to like, oh, oh. well, hello, Eve. And oh, there's a couple things. Uh, now, I'll also say this. This is a I'm kind of working on identifying each of the housewives that these queens are reminding me of. But like. For any of my Beverly Hills fans, uh, Trinity in the Talking Heads is big time Lisa Rinna. And I can't shake it. And I just need someone to validate me. So putting that out there. Trinity, I, they can edit. She can act all they want. It is very clear that Trinity still can't stand that there was a tie. I, 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 love I, it. I don't care how much she pretends. Right. <laughs> well, between her at, like biting back the venom and Monet being like, we shared in this iconic moment in queer history. And I'm like, girl, the gall that it what? took for you to have to say that line <laughs> to, to, you know, paint this in a prettier color. 
you know, and I and on the comment of Monet, who I just such warm feelings. I think because I listened to her podcast, where it's like, oh my god, Monet, hey, I I know you. Um, but I I would be remiss if I didn't mention that I think one of the money guns didn't go off, and like oh, I no. can't unsee it. But like it's also kind of part of Monet's relatable charm. So mm. it's it's like only things pizza queens can get away with, you know. Monet is going to do very well this season. She yeah. is a, 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 a princess of all trades. She is the she is a queen on the chessboard. She is. I uh, I think there's a there's a way in which she, given that she has been on a, a few seasons of Drag Race now, I think that Monet is kind of like a jujube where it's like you could have her on as many seasons as you want. She's she's great TV on Drag Race. Yeah, no, she is great TV. She knows how to do it. She's, you know, best friends with Bob, who I think is brilliant on on Drag Race. Uh, you know, Act One Gun put a pin in it, Mickey. I am surprised at Monet's Snatch Game performance, considering that she's best friends with Bob, uh, because she didn't seem to follow that TikTok advice he gave out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we will get to that. No, Monet is a joy and uh, hilarious. You know, if anything, if anything, I there is so much Monet already in my life that I might not appreciate Monet the way that I should on this season. Yeah, she was another one where I was like, I had the same feeling of like, oh, I already feel like I get so much Monet that like, do I need more? And then she came in and I was like, oh, but this is... This is where we fell in love. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that's where you fell in love. You know? Yeah, and you know what? She's so far has had fantastic runways. So yeah, yeah. You know, at and, least you get to see the glamour you and know? a fantastic lip sync. Oh my god! I can't. I, I can't mean, wait. I cannot wait. I just thought, like, wow! A week before your birthday, they brought out Cami D and Ella Fitzgerald. Like, holy shit! Mary, it's for me. It's, it's for you. For me, Cami D, Ella Fitzgerald, and then you had. Two titans of drag race yeah. getting to that's the other thing about okay I'm gonna just say this now that's the other thing that I think is amazing about this all winter season this all winter season is like a love letter to the fans because Mary they don't need lip sync assassins they don't need to bring in people that are actually good at it because everybody is already there so you have Sheku fucking lay versus Monet exchange lip syncing against each other. Mary, there's not going to be a disappointment. It's I hope for the rest of the season all of the lip syncs are basically a toss up, which is what it was this episode. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I felt like it was definitely a toss up and well I I have some some nuances that I loved, but we will get there, you know, Jinx looks kind of like Caroline Manzo from New Jersey, Real Housewives. So, you know, put a pin in that one. Live. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jinx. I mean, like that sense of like, oh, my God, Jinx is back, you know. Um, Jinx is back, Mary. Jinx broke the Internet. I, Jinx I, I broke mean, the Internet. Yeah. She's obviously already had a huge impact. And then, you know, I've talked about Raja, but I do want to just mention the Vivian slash Viv also kind of feeling like an underdog of the season. Mm -hmm. But like I it's funny the whole idea of her like representing British drag and like the pressure of that, which I get, but I'm also like, girl, like British drag's amazing. We've had three seasons of Drag Race UK. So for anyone who just watches Drag Race, I feel like the the message is clear that the Queens in the UK are not fucking around. Yeah, no, they're not fucking around. It's interesting. I think it is Vivian's energy. Sorry, the Vivian's energy uh in the room because she Similar to like a Jada, 
also may feel kind of like an imposter. Like, right. oh, I'm on a franchise season. Oh, my God, this legend Raja is next to me. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there mm-hmm. is that that thing that probably could get into her head. But, yeah, she and she proved it with her challenge. And, Mary, I have some unpopular opinions on the winners of the challenge. But, like, she was so good. She was so good. Yeah, yeah, she's great. And, and if I have to give her a real housewife, she's probably Lisa Vanderpump from Beverly Hills. So, okay. uh, just... <laughs> Got to name them. I don't have them all done. Uh, just a quick pin. Monet Exchange, I haven't figured it out, but she may be. This is a deeper cut. She might be Sharice from Potomac. But I'm, I, someone might need to correct me on that. But I feel like I'm getting big Sharice energy. Anyway. Uh, what did you did you know about this ninth queen? Did you know about this gag? You know, everyone was talking about this, and I thought it was just like a meme. that, And, and it was like, but is there a ninth queen? And now that we've gotten the reveal of who, like now that we've seen what it was, it was... I loved this twist. It was so, to me, I think what you're saying, like this love letter to the fans, it was such a great meta-referential silly moment that like added a freshness. I don't know. I just loved it. Of course, my first thought was like, who's going to do Rue's makeup? But <laughs> then it was like, oh, God, this. of course this is not real. But um, I love how gooped everyone, including Monet, was <laughs> by this twist. Oh, I feel like Monet was kind of upset about it. Yeah. Right, because she was so excited and, yeah. like, completely bought into it. Uh. <laughs> I, I, there is no way, there's no way that they're going to have one contestant skip all of an entire press week. Exactly. I think even during All Stars 4, Manila and Latrice did the press for it, but there was still a gag on the first episode, right, where they came in wearing handcuffs. Like, it, it, they're just not going to do that. It's just not going to be a thing. So I didn't believe it. And then I was like sort of gagged. I was like, wait, is she? Because then RuPaul came in. I was like, wait, mm-hmm. they didn't. It, they 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 stretched it out just long enough that I thought it was great. But here's the real gag, Mary. They didn't even reference or show Tyra Sanchez. That is, uh, wow. I hadn't even thought of that. But yes, there wasn't even a reference to Tyra. They showed Chad and not Tyra. Wow. (laughs) I mean, that's all right. You know, I got to give them that. And I did like, yeah, go ahead. I was just in this moment. It's it's also a great, you know, an opportunity for RuPaul to do a bit of acting. And Mm, RuPaul's line over here, like, sure. Raven, what what are you doing here? You know, like, (laughs) I, I like that. Like, that was a cute moment. I, I I was excited at the opportunity to have another queen of color join the cast. Oh, absolutely. The representation. I mean, this was really the inclusion uh, casting. <laughs> uh, I think my favorite moment of the schmacting, because I couldn't tell if it was ad-libbed or not. I think it was ad-libbed, but <laughs> Raja goes, hit her. <laughs> I love that. To me, that felt like someone who knew this bit. It's like, well, yes, <laughs> I know how to play this game. Yeah. So good. Don't let the. Oh, by the way, Monet, with this like very subtle shade, don't let the foundation hit you. Oh my out, bitch. god, I hadn't even <laughs> thought about that. Oh, I love that, Monet. Uh, Monet. Another, <laughs> Monet. Another moment that I loved is like when Rue is saying and like you know telling them about how the game is going to you know be played and only one of you is going to leave as the queen of all queens. And when Trini goes, you sure about that? Uh-huh. And Rue was just like, yep. 
And I felt like either he didn't know what she was talking about or it was just like, fuck you, bitch. It wasn't my decision. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Like, Did don't, you see that fucking edit? Yeah. Don't blame me. You know where I was when the, uh, RuPaul says like, oh, no one is eliminated. And I go, finally, as Asia O'Hara. <laughs> uh, that's the Lee Dawson edit. Yeah. I, th- okay. So I get the critique of some viewers to be like, what girl it's competition somebody's got to go home but hear me out after 14 seasons and six goddamn all-star seasons of that format can't we do this it's an all-winner season can't we do this can't we at least try be open to it i think this is perfection who's against this i feel like there's critique of you know, like, oh, God, no, like, what are they going to do? How are they going to do this? That's going to it's going to get old. The same queens competing every week. And I'm like, no, they're your winners. They're your winners. You wanted to get them on the season. This is also a way to get them on the season. That sounds like some dumb gay faggotry on Twitter. Uh, mm. That's what that is. You know, I've come to realize, you know, a, a wise woman once said, oh, I get how Twitter works. You all just come on here and say some shit. And I just uh-huh. have never forgotten that. Uh, the other thing that I love about this season, uh, there's two campy kind of qualities. Uh, one being the, you know, plunger towards the end, which we'll get to. But how many times they're going to say legendary legends star? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess take a drink, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, when they announce the star, I feel like, you know, cut to Vivian being like, are you kidding oh, me? What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. I came yep. here to pay for a vacation or two. Uh, you know, it is interesting to note that as we find out that no one is going home, that means of all of these queens, Monet Exchange is the only queen we've ever seen sent home on Drag Race in this cast. Wait, I don't understand. None of these queens have been sent home during their season. They either <gasps> got to the finale. They all went to the end. They all went to the end or they won. Or they, or they won their original season. Yeah. Wow. She's the only one. Because right. she got eliminated in season 10. So the so we will never see these other seven. And queens. she shouldn't have, by the way. That was against Cameron Michaels, and it should have been Monet who stayed. Yeah. Sorry. Well, uh, but yeah, we will never see these other seven queens sashay away. Wow. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, I just I thought, wow, Monet. Like, I wonder if that'll come up at any point of like, well, the only queen who's actually ever been told to leave. This is Monet. <laughs> I, good from far, far from good. I, far from the exit. So RuPaul doesn't like math, and maybe that's why this is, but I would have appreciated if there were points given to Queens, kind of like almost like a ball format, where there were there were points for the runway, points for the challenge, and points for the mini challenge. That's definitely a way to do it is to really break it down so that there's so many different ways the competition Mm -hmm. can change ranking. I do think there is going to be a twist. There will be twists as we get later into the season, because what could happen is it becomes abundantly obvious who's the top four. I think there's going to be like an opportunity to like steal a badge. (gasps) I think that's going to be I think that's going to happen. I that's that's a tall order, dear. It's a tall order. I mean, they're just yeah, I I feel like all of this is not about talent because, you know You're right. Unless you're in the top two. So like yeah, you could have or you could have where like a certain challenge is worth two badges. I just think they're gonna okay. keep it fresh. Maybe there's gonna be a hidden immunity idol somewhere in the workroom. Mm, maybe. Maybe. 
and it's Courtney Act or it's Adore Delano, <laughs> the original Idol stars. I recognize you, Drag Race <laughs> Hidden Idol Star Seven. Oh, you went to Idol. Oh, that's funny, Mary. Okay, yeah. I get it now. I get yeah, it. Idol. No, it'd be great if it was Jujubee, you know? Oh, was she as a on? Cat. Oh, as a cat. Well, isn't the hidden idol? Oh, so is an idol not? It's not I D O L. It it is like a hidden idol. Yeah, like a little idol. Like a, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a charm. It's a trinket. This it's joke has become mashed potatoes. So let's talk about the the reading mini challenge. <laughs> reading challenge right off the bat. I have to say I have nothing really to say about it except that Jinx was so good and they decided not to show any of the bad jokes for anybody else you know i feel like you know i i liked to be honest i i think i kind of liked raj's the most because i feel like it was we have seen the reading challenge as many times as we've seen this is the snatch game practically and so i feel like raja took the spirit of all-star seven took the meta references Mm. like abbreviated the game i thought that like raja brought the freshest approach and it like tied into kind of this theme of like oh my god that's a season three joke so to me like and then the way she kind of pranced off when she was done Mm. that was just impeccable and fresh so to for me it was raja but i mean i just appreciate jinx having actual really good jokes in the read right look over there it's the exit that's a good joke. And then people are, this is a classic joke. People are always comparing blank to blank. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's fair. Blank is very talented. Like, that's a joke. I, that's my time. I, she is so charming. She killed it. She killed it. That's my time was probably my favorite part. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, then we get this, this announcement that they are going to be getting, you know, you're going to head to the runway to meet one more queen. And, I, I should have taken an audio clip of this, but I just loved when Trini goes, who's her? And I was like, it's the new she's worse. <laughs> she's worse. She's worse. Who's, who's her? her? Yeah. Who's her? Well, no, of course we get the, the reaction of the Queens when Naomi Campbell walks out. I'm going to play the clip right now. It was. Oh, uh, oh my God. <laughs> That was Monet. Thanks for co-opting my clip. Uh, I thought that's why we showed clips. each other our. I thought that's why we showed each other. I the know. Clips I'm at just kidding. Uh, I feel like we've always had this unspoken thing that, like, oh, that I'm gonna present that clip, but it, that's like unspoken. I'm just kidding. It's a clip of Monet saying, "Oh my God, I don't care." Uh, okay, but yes, we can I go back, Mary. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. uh, but I, I love. Yeah, Monet had like. I mean, obviously, Shay had the reaction. Shay had the big like. Yeah. You just won the the lottery reaction, but. Uh, Monet, yeah, Monet turning and putting her hand on Trinity's shoulder. Oh, my God. It felt very organic. It did feel organic. And it was also an Ariana Grande season seven. Oh, my God. Moment. It was. It was a Winona Judd and the shoes. Oh, my God. Kind of moment. The oh, my gods of Drag Race. The Abby oh, my gods. The Abby oh, my gods of Drag Race. Yeah. All right. So that's going to be a list. The 10 oh, my gods of Drag Race. So, yeah, this was – I love that there was a teach, and it wasn't just Lisa Kudrow coming through the workroom. Uh, they really gave Naomi a purpose. 
we got a tearful moment from Shay. I mean, how do you gag a winner? Oh, you bring on her idol. You know, like that yeah. is that is just great TV. And I feel like Naomi Campbell, as she's kind of gone further in her career, is more open to do this kind of stuff. Isn't she hosting like or a guest judge on some other fashion show yes. or something? Yes. Well, yeah. she was on the new Tim Gunn, Heidi Klum show. Oh, in the on cut Amazon. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, she's she's willing to give feedback. Yeah. She's willing to participate. Oh, God. She is. She acts like royalty, Mary. Oh, I know. I know. I can't imagine her just like, you know, eating, eating a rib. You know what I mean? Yeah. Having some corn on the cob, you know? I Right. No, she uses a fork and knife. Uh, I always go to that Beyonce line, walk Naomi Campbell, walk across the room like Naomi Campbell. Do you know that from uh, the the Get Me Bodied extended mix? No, I don't. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> At the end of Get Me Bodied in the extended mix, Beyonce, I, you probably hate this, but Beyonce like instructs which dance to do. So there's like, you know, snap for the kids, snap in a circle three times, do the scissor leg, do the uh-oh, and then there's walk like Naomi Campbell. Oh, God, it's the best part of the song, Mary. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm just such a radio edit kind of girl, you know? I never hear oh, these stuff mixes. You know, radio goo-goo, radio gaga. Got yeah, it. exactly. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I just wanted to mention as we're, as we're getting, which I also love, not only are we getting like this kind of master class from Naomi Campbell, but we're also getting a cool kind of like the reading challenge. It's like, let's feature something these queens do. Like, I think it's fun to just be like, let's just see how you walk, you know? Mm, uh, mm -hmm. I loved Vivian's hand placements. I love how she... Oh, like, God. I think that's just so... You know? Uh, I gotta say, Mary, this is an unpopular opinion that I don't mind sharing here. I thought that Vivian had the best walk. I did, too. I really <gasps> think that it was... I did, too. I, it was just so... Like, not only was, like, just, like, her, like, motion. I, was, I think Naomi was like, oh, it's just so fluid. But the, mm. just the the hand placement, like, yeah. it was like, oh, I, you bitch. You bitch. Yeah. I love this. Yeah, uh, it didn't seem like she was putting anything on or trying to be glamorous. It just exuded from her. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Shay, it's very studied. It's fabulous. And I felt like she was doing a walk, you know? You could see the queens in their heads. And, and I, under mm. I could understand that. But I, it, Viv did not seem like she was. Um, I mean, it's Pizza Queen energy. But Monet's James Brown feet is adorable. <laughs> that is so cute. When she, like, demonstrates, she's like, I know this thing. I, I just love that. It's so, it's so goosey. Yeah, she's like, oh, right, yeah. Bob oh, right, hates this that. thing. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh but uh, and then, yeah, when when Naomi said to Shay, like it was a great sweet moment. But, you know, she has like, that kind of feedback that I just kind of go with when she's like, you know how to slow it down to bring it up. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the, the moment with Shay was nice. I felt like it was kind of a forced moment on both sides. I mean that, you know, even though I know it was real and that Shay was obviously very excited, but it. it you know what I mean? It was yes. like, oh, somebody told Naomi. This was kind of like the version of getting a video message and untucked, but like supersized, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, we go back to the workroom. Trinity's got new boobs that they have to blur now, so that's fun. 
And uh, I just took this note. You know, I love Shay, and I, maybe this is a little bit in line with what you're saying. But when she has the talking head, where she's like, you know, the first thing I do every morning is I brush my teeth and sharpen my tongue. And I was like, all right, Mary, like let's just have, let's just <laughs> bowl of fun soup. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you love Shay, and to be honest with you, I I'm obsessed with Jada. Well, I agree. You know. Uh... Oh, oh my God. I love Jada. <laughs> Mary, I am obsessed with Jada. I'm as obsessed with Jada as much as I am with Tasha Colby. Tasha Colby. Yeah. Oh, rumored season 15 queen Tasha Colby. Mary, the impact we have had, the doors we have opened. The, the, I mean, you know, glad to take credit. Sure, no problem, you know. Uh, Mary, Mary, if she gets on, huh. It's not, it's not, it's definitely all, all of her hard work and how amazing she is. And Mary, we have that clip going every episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll continue to have that clip. I mean, and not for nothing, but uh, I don't know if it was, maybe it was the, uh, the Snatch Game episode, maybe it was this week's episode, but like, I do feel like we've even impacted the runway because we did see a little. I have this Iris Van Herpen inspired galaxy dress. I mean, I don't think yep. the queens would be doing that so often. You're right. You're right. Marys, if you want to hear us queen out on Sasha Colby, along with Kennedy Goddamn Davenport, a couple of uh, weeks ago, we put out a, ba- a case for ballads, ballads of drag, uh, which is basically three examples of how ballads can work on the drag stage because there's not enough ballads on the drag stage. And one of the clips we dissect is Sasha Colby and yeah we highly recommend going to that video watching who Sasha Colby is because Mary it's it it's Tasha Colby there's a reason someone says oh shit (laughs) yeah yeah somebody says oh shit yeah when you say her name yeah oh shit yeah oh shit yeah uh, you know, speaking of being obsessed with Jada, can we talk about the weirdo with the rattle on stage? Can we talk about Jada in her little sweater and her little button-down shirt or whatever she's wearing, doing that mo- having that moment, having her Broadway baby moment? <laughs> Broadway baby! <laughs> it was to herself. She was. Uh, she was just. Get, she had to get that rattle out, and it was to no one. She's yeah. When I'll bet that she thinks that whenever she walks onto that stage, oh, I'm a Broadway mm-hmm. baby. Uh, she let it out today. She vocalized it. Mm, mm, I just love it. I. It's interesting. Early on, I didn't think it would happen this early, but I guess it's going to be a storyline with Monet. But Monet really coming out playing Survivor and trying to team up with Trinity right off the bat. Oh, I love. Trinity and Monet forming an alliance. I love this. I love this concept when they're because yeah, they do some rehearsals on stage, but like it's the usual rehearsal rehearsal Michigas. Meh. And, yeah, and you know, someone needs to choreograph this. This is a mess. We're gonna fail a lot. Uh, and so then they're back in the workroom, and yeah, we have a a, a Trinity and Monet alliance. Uh, as much as I love this, I also love Jinx kind of <laughs> creeping along, just showing up, being that that kid. Did you just say let's team up? Did you just say delicious? <laughs> Did you just say delicious? Did you just say let's team up? Give me my bag. Give me my bag. I just love how she just like pops up 
out of nowhere, just mm. the, the weirdo in the workroom, the way she kind of, she walks around with her little T-Rex paws out. Yes. Yes. And I. The T-Rex paws. Her T-Rex paws. And I, I love this idea of Trinity and Monet forming an alliance. I want to see more alliances this season. I want Monet and Trinity to go to the end so that Monet can actually win. Well, I mean, <laughs> then there's that, you know? You know, actually, I take that back. Let me let me edit that sentence. So I want Monet and Trinity to go to the end so that Monet can prove to Trinity that Monet actually won. <laughs> uh, well, uh. anyway, we... Yes, while we're in the workroom, I think this is where we get this lovely moment of there is there is some love for Raja and the impact that she's had. But this is where I mean, it was almost a clip of the week of like Jada kind of, you know, confronting her own imposter syndrome and feeling like maybe she's a lesser winner or not really part of the, you know, not really in on the winner circle, given her season and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I I was surprised to see tears so early and I felt like it was very real. I I loved Evie crying. I'm so happy you're here. Like it was. Uh, oh, I know. For Evie a season getting just, there. Yep. Yeah. Right. For a season where everyone's just having a good time. I thought this was to kind of go back to what you were saying about the assassination of season 12. This was a really interesting epilogue in that, like <clears throat> a couple years later, um, Sherry pie starts to pop back up on social media and Jade is invited back for an all winter season. You know, there you go. Yeah, there you go. I mean, Jada went, from winning in her living room by herself yeah, to being on a season with Raja, Jinx, and Monet Exchange. I mean, that's pretty huge. She is a part of that. I Again, I, I think it had to do with the funkiness, not just the pandemic, but just the funkiness of that season kind of tainting how the fans and the public kind of viewed Jada. She killed that season well i guess there's that feeling of like because it came at a weird time and it had a big controversy alongside it there there is that kind of afterthought of like oh wait who won that season like that definitely happens with season 12 and and also i mean the fact that like maybe she wasn't intended to be like the one to win and so there's a bit of a re-edit it's like there's so much about the editing of season 12 that we won't know that makes mm. things not kind of hit the same winner's edit beats that we're used to. Correct. I mean, Mary, right up to the very finale, there was that controversy with Gigi Good and how she had to mm -hmm. like refilm her performance, right. you know, because right. she broke the rules. Like it, it, that, it, it, that boggled me. Like thinking about that season, wow. Like I really want a documentary behind the scenes when the NDAs are up. My goodness. Yeah, I think it's a really it's a fascinating season and I feel like that's a cast that I'm I'm interested in like oh where are they now? You know what I mean? Nikki Dolls hosting Drag Race France, you know what I mean? Fuck yeah. Mary, allez as they would say. Um I think about what happened to Britta Filter because of that fucking season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's, Jan Sport. You know what I mean? Like I, I Britta Filter. Mary Britta Filter was one of the most hopefully still is beloved queens of New York city and then went on that season and they needed controversy. Oh, that I, for some reason that season feels the most exciting of a, where are they now? You know, of like, mm. where did all of those Queens land not having the usual landing 
strip that you get after the flight of a season, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was, was just that bare. Was Amazonian Airways reference? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. There's a queen on the wing of the plane. <laughs> it's cherry pie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm back on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of, uh, speaking of making an impact... Cameron goddamn Diaz. Mary, I have loved her for over 20 years. I, she is, will continue to be, even though she's retired, one of the funniest uh, actresses in my mind. I loved all of her movies. And, you know, I know she's had some bombs, but you can't deny that she is a delight in all of them. And she's a delight off camera. She, and I also love that she's a huge Drag Race fan. Yeah, she gets the references. She is she glows on this episode. She's just beaming. And I love that she was willing to do a bit with RuPaul. And uh-huh. like obviously she's my BSA of the week because of when they're like she's like, well, actually I really love your music. And Ru's like, Oh, well, I can do you want to hear some right now? And she's like, But we're about to start the show and everything. <laughs> that was adorable. And I was like, BSA. Well, you know, I think Cameron watched RuPaul take that Ambien before she went up there. So she oh, was nervous. she was like, yeah, I really don't think you should perform right now. You know, I just, it seems like, you know, when you take a Boniva, you're supposed to lay down for 30 minutes afterwards. And it seems like you probably just took a Boniva. Yeah, it's like after you eat, you're not supposed to swim for 30 minutes. No, you know? it's and like she, there's had, rules. she had a bologna sandwich and some Doritos in her stomach and should not have been in the pool. <laughs> I gotta say the editor of that segment deserves an Emmy because oh. what they did to make RuPaul look like she was living and <laughs> was <I know>. dead. <laughs> yeah, that it wasn't weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. I mean like my theory is RuPaul needs to protect her knees. If you watch her choreography, mm-hmm. I think her knees are shot and so everything needs to be waist up and be careful of your lower back you know yeah i there's something that happens with her arms too it's it's like it uh, they're they're weighted down she can't move them sharply she can't do sharp movements and you know i think about i just think about the like being one of the dancers and having to Try not to upstage RuPaul. You know what I mean? Not that you ever could. You really couldn't. Uh, That's what's also really fascinating about how bad these, quote unquote, these performances are, is that it's still not, you're not being up, nobody's upstaging her. You still are staring at her. She is, she she is a spectacle. Well, Mary, you know, it's funny uh, because we were just talking about this, but it, it kind of makes me want to see RuPaul just do a ballad. And just park sure. and bark, you know? I don't know how sure. well she barks, but maybe if she just parked it. Just, uh, she could do it. She yeah. could do it. I mean, it's a lip sync, for God's sake. So yeah. th- that might be the answer, you know, is maybe she needs to move into her, her ballad phase. Yeah, become like a Celine. I, I also love the idea that RuPaul had to attend a rehearsal for this. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I just, that's what I want to see the documentary of, is like RuPaul rehearsing for a season or recording things like recording the mm. video messages. Like, I just want to see all of that. Uh, uh, God, I, you know, say what you want about RuPaul. I know that there's a lot of controversy that, I don't know. It, once the dust all settles, you're kind of like, Oh wait, she, she, 
she has to do that on her land because it's the law. And you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. just so much. Right. Like, I, like, we don't have to get into it, but there's definitely nuances to the fracking thing that people don't talk about. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, not that. Not that. Oh, Mary. no, not that. No, and, Oh, no, not that. Maybe on Patreon. But, like, no, I read that somewhere and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. huh. Yeah. That seems yep. like that's not into her control. Uh, so let's talk about, you know, we have this performance, you know, which which was I don't have a ton to say about the Legends performance. I think that Shay and Monet were very clearly the top two, but you, mm. I think, had an unpopular opinion. I do. Well, first of all, all fucking praise to Monet, not only for being the best, because she was the best, yeah. but also looking like a female version of Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Bitch, you know I live. Oh my God. Oh, Hands yes. Down. She did. Uh, Finish oh, her, yeah. Finish her. My God, Monet. Mon- way to kill it, Monet. Yeah. Um, so my unpopular opinion is that Shay was really underwhelming. Uh, I didn't really like what she was wearing. I loved her hair, but I didn't really love the outfit. And I didn't love the lyrics. I couldn't really, I don't know, I couldn't really get into them. I thought it was, I thought the Vivian or even Jada could have popped mm-hmm. up into the top. Jada had the funny joke at the end, and she had a very, very fast, good rap. And the Vivian is just a fantastic vocalist. So yeah. I was just like, uh, Shay was great. Certainly not in the bottom, if there was any bottoms for this. Um, but it was, you know. Would you it, say it, it feels... Was- it feels similar to when she won in the Kardashians musical as Black China Because I could see um, like a... It's not that she was bad. It's just like it wasn't... Like it's not that she was bad, but it was maybe being given more credit than it was due compared to some of yes. the other performances. Yeah. Yeah. Like Michelle really hammed it up on how great Shay was. And I was like, I don't know if I saw the same thing. And I love Shay. So... You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just, that's my unpopular opinion. Feel free to uh, disagree with me. Absolutely. Um, I thought Evie had too low of a vocal, like um, like timbre-wise and uh, pitch-wise. It, it didn't pop the way that it should have. Uh, she was just doing a bunch of weird stuff, and it was a little distracting. But, uh, yeah, no, Monet was definitely the best, and I, I just thought Vivian and Jada were fantastic. Yeah, Monet definitely jumped out to me of like, oh man, you're just like so in your element in this kind mm-hmm. of challenge. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she was, I, I see what you're saying. I, you know, I understand why Shay was in the top two, but Monet was kind of the lock for me of like, well, obviously Monet. Yeah. And if we're going to count the runway, and again, I don't think the runway is ever going to count because let me tell you, Mary, all of the runways will be good. I'm saying it here. I'm saying it now. All of the runways will be good. And if they're not good, there's still going to be great critiques. I think it's in their rider. There is not a negative critique among the bunch. Literally, the only negative thing that is said on this episode is about Evie's wig and the performance. Mm. But it's like, a, but, you know, whatever. You were great. And like, and then Trinity not knowing the words. But whatever. Who cares? And, you know, I, I teased at the beginning of the episode. And I guess I could just say it now because it carries through to, to Snatch Game is... By the end of the Snatch Game episode, the the critique sounds a little bit more like platitudes at a certain point. Yep. 
that was my only real, my biggest critique was like, there's clearly a, we don't want to make anyone look bad this season. You're all winners. Everything's going to have kid gloves, but it's the bumpers on the bumper bowling are like, they're cutting off the lane. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have two thoughts. The first thought is when I watched Queens of the universe, the last like three or four episodes, it was, there weren't any critiques anymore. It was just all positives. And you're kind of like, what are you really d- doing there? Why, what are you judging? What are you, they need, you know, uh, we want to hear what y'all think. And I think that if anything is going to taint the season, uh, as one Mary pointed out, like, hey, is this, is this going to battle with being the best season since All-Stars 2? You know what I mean? Like, that's how good the season has started. I think if anything will rival it, will make it kind of, Bring it down a notch. It, you're exactly right, Mary. It's that the fans are going to be like, wait a minute, but Monet didn't really do well there. Or that wasn't that funny that Jinx did. And yet the judges praised it. I think that will be, that might get a little old, a little frustrating. Yeah, and I think it became way more apparent in the Snatch Game episode. You know, like here yes. you, they could edit a certain way, but like I think that's why it really struck me after episode two is like, well, no, that wasn't. It, it, that wouldn't get any positive critiques in a regular season of Drag Race. So it feels weird that the same people judging the same challenge are taking such a different approach, you know? Oh, yeah. No, it it, it totally exposes what the edit can do. I It's funny because they were critiquing Trinity for not knowing the words, and I didn't notice that when it was happening so clearly even the edit is being that's what's i uh, that's also something that i'm excited about right it's like when we watch dragula it's like no we want to see the best performance we want to see the best floor show and then tell us later and maybe even show us clips that weren't in the you know the the ending edit the final edit show us where the mistakes were then but i want the best product that goes on youtube yeah yeah uh in terms of the looks themselves, I mean, I I am I'm down with the idea of new friends silver, old friends gold being the runway song. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to get old. Uh, <laughs> I I think we're at a point where we might be able to do a list of the track suits of Drag Race. <gasps> oh my God, Monet's Valerie Cherish Couture. Yeah, yeah. I really feel like I love a track suit. Obviously, uh, I think Katya had that brown track mm. suit or had some track suit at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I just yeah, I thought Simone. Yep, Simone. No, there's, absolutely, there's some great tracksuits. Yeah, on drag race. I love absolutely. a dragged up tracksuit. I think it's, uh, I'm, I'm always happy to see it. So Monet looked great this week. I feel like there's some velour tracksuits somewhere on in the franchise somewhere. Mm. Mary's. Yeah, no. What are your favorite yeah. tracksuits? Monet's was great. Uh, it wasn't my favorite, if I'm being honest. If anything, Shay was in the top with Monet because of her runway look. Yeah. I mean, I think that this, it, it's reminiscent of, of kind of the, the level that she brought to all stars five. It's kind uh-huh. of like why Shay and all stars seven doesn't really feel terribly different from all stars five. Cause she was so great in yep. all stars five that it's like, okay, I'm not like, what I'm trying to say is I wasn't surprised that Shay looked so good. It wasn't like a, no. whoa, it was like, no, this is kind of what I expect is you're this good. Yeah, I think all of them I'm going to expect just such high levels 
of drag on the runway. I mean, Raja, of course it was fantastic. Of course it was thoughtful. Of course there were details. And of course she thought of the shoes first. Mary, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I, I thought, yeah, Raja looked great. I mean, in terms of Evie, I thought she looked really cool. I think the debate is really like, how are we pronouncing this word? Because I call it crayons. You do. You're one of those people. There is no aeons going on here. Uh, it is a crayon. Uh, so Mary, uh, Mary's listening. Don't worry. Crayons, um, Marys. Ha- yeah, have your voices heard. Yeah, it's weird. That that's not, that. It, it, there's two vowels. There's even a Y. I mean, Mary, it's crayon. But there are uh, so many <laughs> words that have letters that we don't pronounce in them, and. You know, well, okay. Well, yeah. crayons is All one right. of them. Wow, Bob. I guess you don't like people that uh, draw with crayons. No, I don't. I don't. I I want you to color with all the colors of the rainbow. Just don't use crayons to do it. So Evie is great. Here's the thing. I want Evie to keep doing what we fell in love with her for doing on season eleven, which is the backyard drag punk alternative kind of just like you know. Monster drag, uh, monster in quotes, you know, the the child's monster. I love all of that. I just think in compared to the other seven queens, there it just needs to be elevated a little bit more. And I don't mean like more money or more jewels. I just think there needs, there, she needs to think one step further. I, I think that we could probably say the same thing after episode two overall is a feeling of like, I think Evie's going to have to really pull it out because I, you know, like I'm feeling she's the one I'm feeling the most of the like pawn energy, you know, mm. and maybe that's a deliberate edit and maybe she's going to kill it later in the season. But like, I hope so. Yeah. there's just there's I think in between between like a different kind of level or style of drag and then like snatch game being very like revealing of kind of a queen's inner psyche very quickly kind of ranked where Evie landed compared to say a Jinx Monsoon. Totally. Yeah. And you know, I Trinity's runways I know are all going to be epic. Like I know they're going to be epic. And I will say there's something that I don't want to say boring, but there's just something that's expected about that, that I think will do it is a disservice to her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she hints in the second episode that she will not be wearing many revealing looks this season. So maybe that'll be fresh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, but, that's good. Uh, all that being said, Shay and Monet in the top two, and yeah, we get an Ella oh. Fitzgerald lip sync. Oh my God. Or as Monet Exchange might say, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I got to get that one on a Judd clip in there. And the shoes and the lip sync. Oh my God. I. Uh, so I have to just say, like, oh, like one of the things, and this is a, a perfect example of it, is the way that Monet lip syncs, the way she, like, lifts her chin when she lip syncs, mm. it's a certain body language. She, like, lifts her chest, lifts her chin, and it is so, I don't know, for, a, for something like, it was so different from what Shay did that I, in some ways, I couldn't take my eyes off Monet. Okay, this was like a game of ping pong. It went back and forth of like, you're the best, you're the best, no, you're uh-huh. the best, you're, you're the best. Mary, these are two experts. These are two queens at the top of their game. This is probably, and I hope it's not forgotten, but this is probably one of the best lip syncs in all of All Stars. 
I agree. I think this was, and I, I mean, the song choice was so great. Oh, it, it's like, perfect. What it, what it gave, you know, the opportunities it gave these queens to play. I mean, like when Monet points the other queens on the line, he had some ducks. Like, it's great, good old fashioned drag. And I mean, it's worth mentioning. Monet is really a part of many of my favorite lip syncs because yeah. there's also the the jump to it one with with Manila. Which is an all-star. Oh, you love that one. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Love that one. It's a great one. And obviously the classic one from season 10. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But this was, I mean, on second watch, I can see the artistry of Shea Coulee. Like it was just butter. It was fucking butter. Oh, Mary. Mary. The nuances that they picked out. I mean, I know that the words weren't that hard because it's old McDonald, but like they they each did that perfectly. Um, if anything. I could critique Monet on it would be how they critique Tina Burner, but like when Monet went on her knees with the oink oink and yep. did the dicks, she stopped lip syncing. Yep. That would be the only thing. And even then, it's an artistic choice to stop because it was a comedic moment. Oh my god, as she kept saying, "Oh my god," it was so brilliant. I just, Mary, I, I'm just still kind of relishing this idea that we're going to get great lip syncs all season that are not going to be one-sided that we get the lip sync assassins on the season. It just makes mm-hmm. so much sense. Uh, okay. So Shea Coulee, first of all, Shea Coulee looked amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I uh, love that this is now the tradition lips? is everybody changes for the lip sync. Yes. <laughs> yes. Even if you, you know, don't think you're going right. Just or in case. You're not going to lip sync. Yeah. Just yeah. in case. I just love that. It's just another opportunity. Shay. I, okay. So this is going to sound shady and I don't mean it to be. She has come so far from performing her songs at Bushwick after her season. Like she is so, so good at, at what she does. The, the chick, chick, moment that it was like one of her first moments when mm-hmm. she did the chick chick with the arms yep yep and she she it, does that thing with her hip as well that mm. kind of like scooting thing oh. that she does oh i i think i called it the walking worm yeah and it, oh, <laughs> mumu it just, here yeah it was yeah, on mumu, mumu here and mumu there <laughs> oh it it was just because like monet was kind of giving you the like i'm gonna i'm ringing the rag out i'm, I'm yeah. running out of steam i'm checking my pulse kind of performance but like shay was like how many more old mcdonald's do you got <laughs> oh no i know and and i think that was more in the spirit of el Fitzgerald. the way that shay coulee it was elegant as well as comedic and i think to find that line it takes incredible amount of talent and skill. And while Monet, I thought, was so funny, an expert lip sync, it was just a different interpretation. And while the elegance might have been there, I think it started to get a little lost when she kept leaning on the, you know, with the pulse and the breathing heavy joke. And and not to be missed, the third queen in a lip sync was Cammy D bobbing along at one point. <gasps> a total gifable uh. moment. It was <laughs> adorable. I, Mary, I couldn't have asked for anything better to end this episode with. Yeah. I couldn't. Well, uh. and, and so Shay wins. And, and what I love about this is similar to how the chocolate bar created a new beat and a new moment mm-hmm. in, a, in season 14. This is great. We're like, Every week, the queens get to play, like, who do I pick? Who do I pick? And, like, doing the lineup and all that. Like, that was <laughs> that's never going to get old. 
No, no. I uh, one of my favorite parts was Raja going into Kishé. Like, oh, Mary, yeah. we're gonna get all of those. I I just love how there's no stakes. They're all having a great time. It's it's really fun, and it's uh, yeah. a platinum plunger. I mean, the camp of it all. And Trinity narratively, like if you're if this was scripted, she's the best character to get the block first. Uh huh. Her energy about it, her ah oh, shit, like. Yeah, <laughs> she's not that upset about it, but she's a great like foil for this kind of um, this kind of bit until ki- kind of kick off this twist. Yeah, like if she had given it to Jada or Evie, I would have been like, "Hey, come on, that's not nice. Don't pick on them." Exactly. <laughs> Trinity is really the perfect one of all of them yeah. to give it to. Uh, yeah, and she wins next week. It's not like it's not like Trinity isn't going to get the glory. Of doing well in challenges. Exactly. It's not like they're sending Trinity home early, you know? Well, I mean, that's the twist of this is that the queens who get blocked are technically are the ones who are doing well. So it's yeah. it's a weird backhanded compliment every week. Uh, it's I just think that's so drag. I think that's so perfect for kind of the times right now and how the fandom reacts to things. So uh, here's hoping that it just continues to get better and better and better. Uh, yeah. This was a great opening. And what's so fabulous about these Paramount Plus episodes is, A, there's no fucking commercials. And B, we got two episodes dropped in one week. I mean, I I didn't have to wait another week. No, between the two episodes on Untucked, they were like, let's kick off All-Star 7 with three hours of content. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, mentioned before, but we're just worth as we wrap things up. That Cameron Diaz is obviously my BSA of the week. I just yes the the, the good warm feelings that she gave. You know the untucks for both of these episodes. I kind of half watched. They weren't super juicy, but she does stop by to see the queens and queen out with them, which was sweet. Oh, I loved how she was like, yeah, I just put it on the kitchen. You know, if I just want to see that one part, and I'm like, Cameron, you were all of us. Yeah, like when she says, like, if I want to just see you eat those pills, like uh, pointing to Trinity, I was like, that's a deep cut. That's not like that's that. A, Mary, that's a deep cut. Yeah. Yes. So, so she she really proved her worth. I thought she was uh, just like so much enthusiasm, like couldn't be happier to be there. Oh, God. Yeah, I got to give it to her, Biella. Yeah. Speaking of Biella. Speaking of uh, Biella. Mary's, we are going to wrap up our episode one coverage. We We have another episode coming out right after this. Recapping Snatch Game for All Stars 7. If you have any thoughts, you can reach out to us on Instagram at All Right Mary Pod, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary, or you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. And if you want, I'm on Instagram at Johnny Also. And you can hear even more of me on my other two podcasts, In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance, or Best Supporting Podcast, A Celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. And you can find me on Instagram at Drucker underscore. And of course, you can get even more of us, as mentioned earlier, on Patreon. This week, Nuance, the All Right Mary After Show, will be out on the main feed. Going forward, we'll be at patreon.com slash allrightmary. And if you want even, even more of us, you can join at the Only Mary's level. And uh, just not for nothing, but there's probably like 300 episodes in the archives of Patreon. So like not only are you getting nuance and a whole bunch of other things, but you're also getting like hours upon hours upon hours upon hours of content. Mary's our last chance lip sync this week is I just felt like this Ella Fitzgerald lip sync was a dog whistle for me. My cat's name 
is Ella, named after Ella Fitzgerald. Like, it is not a secret that I am obsessed with this woman. So, of course, our last chance lip sync this week is another Ella Fitzgerald song that I think is just as fabulous. It's got scatting, which I know you hate, Mary. Ugh. But it Sounds is like so <laughs> well. She is an expert. <laughs> Sounds like shit. It's Sweet chocolate. Yeah. Uh, relax. It's just chocolate. Yeah. Um, it is old Mother Hubbard, and it is one of my favorite tracks by Elle Fitzgerald. And I hope you enjoy it, Marys. Well, as a wise woman once said. All right, now let the music play. Tatins, Marys. She got there, the cupboard was bare, so the poor little dog had none. The little dog sat with his head on the mat, so hungry he wanted to cry. But he wagged his tail and he barked, woo, woo, looked Hubbard straight in the eye. Dog gone, said the little dog, that ain't the way to do. If you were hungry and wanted a bone, somewhere for you so old mother hubbard closed up the cupboard went out into the street the little dog moaned if you can't get a bone hubbard bring me some meat